are back in the Football Shed, your weekly podcast for fans that live in the wrong time zone like we do. My name is John Hewitt. Jeff Kigg is here. G'day. And Roger Gibbs is here. Oh, Roger Hello. Here. <laughs> <laughs> My um, timing we, is impeccable as always. If we sound a bit funny and weird, it's because we're doing the first uh, coronavirus isolation football shed. So we're all in our own sheds somewhere else talking to each other. Um it's a bit weird because we're looking at each other, but we can't touch each other. To be honest, it. it's it, it's a bit strange that we can't um, be in the same house and do a, a podcast or talk about football because there's been no football. What the hell are we doing here? We, we are combining our... We're spending time together, Jeff. It's important to spend ah, time okay. together yeah. via the internet. and The ritual. Yes. And also just to talk shit for an hour because uh, apparently people like to li- listen to it. So that's good. Um, Roger, We're providing you... a public service, Jeff, an important public service. <laughs> um, Roger, did you bring a beer to uh, help with your uh, online football shed? Uh, I did. I've just got um, a Hawker's Pale at the moment. I'm showing it to you via the wonders of the Tinterweb. Um, and the best thing is I'm quite close to my fridge. So when I finish this, I'm going to go and get something else. So you're just going to get up and leave us whilst we're talking to you? Well, I have to because I've only got one beer. Living the, living the dream, Rog. Um, Jeff, did you bring anything? Oh, you got actual beers. Actual beers. But it's because I went um, panic buying. You've seen that they're, um, in Perth, they, they put a limit on how much beer and wine you can, you can buy today. Oh, really? Yeah, crazy, crazy times we live in. Why would you put a limit on booze? You're stuck at home. What else do you do? Well, that's, that's the thing. People are panic buying booze. First it was toilet paper, then it was toothpaste. Idiots. God, if they run out of booze, there will seriously be riots in Australia. And the domestic violence rates will, I mean, I shouldn't make light light of it, but booze is very important in these times. (laughs) But then doesn't booze make domestic violence worse and people get drunk and then they hit people? So maybe it would help. No. No? Okay. Um, I was well, talking of source shortage. I had to pay for expensive Audi wine. It was all of seven dollars fifty rather than seven fifty. Why for your for your same usual plonk? No, no, they've sold out of my usual plonk because of uh, beer aids. Where did they say when it's going to be back? Probably every Tuesday, which is when you'll you be a, like a one man riot if you can't <laughs> get your Audi wine. <laughs> Or hunt them down. Or to see you on the on a on a news feed going on a rampage on Sydney Road. <laughs> Who stole my wine? It'll be like that Michael Douglas film. <laughs> okay, every week we're gonna start with a question, um, like normal. But before we do, let's do the bit of admin. If you want to get in contact, ask us a question, tell us we are wrong about something. Um, you can find us on Facebook, just search Football Shed or email us at footballshedpodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to subscribe, leave us a review, and of course, tell us your mates so more people can talk, hear us talk nonsense. Now, this week's question, because there's no football to talk about, I've gone for a fatter question. So it's going to take a bit longer, but you're probably going to have to work as a team. Can you name the top 10 English Premier League goal scorers of all time? Alan Shearer. That's number one. Michael Owen. Oh, wait a minute, haven't we done this one before? No. No, we we did any nationality before, Rog. It's only English, only the top ten. Uh, Robbie Fowler. Fowler, yes. Michael Owen, yes. Shearer, yes. Wayne Rooney. Wayne Rooney, yes. Les Ferdinand. Yep. Ian Wright. No. Frank Lampard. Yes. Um Jermaine Beckford. <laughs> <laughs> There's a Jermaine in there, but not Beckford. Jermaine Defoe. Yes. Peter Crouch. No. How many have we got, sorry? So you've got Shearer, Rooney, um, Lampard, Fowler, Defoe, Owen, Ferdinand. So you've got three more. Uh, Kevin Phillips? No. You <laughs> 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 have one good season. Um... One's a current player and two are not. Uh, Stephen Gerrard? No. One's number three in the list. Number three in the list. And he still plays. No. Teddy Sheringham? Sheringham is in there, yeah. Sheringham's number nine. We've got number three and ten left. 
So that means number three is currently playing. No, nah, number 10 is. So that means number 10 is currently playing. <laughs> yes. uh, oh, God, this is really going to annoy me. Um, uh, um, Harry Kane. Yes. So Harry Kane. So is who, number, th- number three or number 10? Number, number 10. 10. So number three, uh, played for a club you support, Rog. Played oh, for- Andy, Andy Cole. Yes. Jeez. Yeah, oh. Andy Cole, end. Andy Cole, he gets the ball and scores a goal. Andy, Andy Cole. <laughs> thanks, thanks. Um, so, what we're going to do this week, because there is no football, and rather than just talking about how depressing coronavirus is, we decided that each week we're going to pick a different type of eleven, and it's been a bit of a subject, hot subject on the shed this year about. Um, kind of the prickometer or the dickheads in the league. We've talked about Jack Grealish and Lalana and uh, James Madison. So we're going to pick a dickhead 11. And this dickhead 11 can be from any year of the Premier League. So they can be from 1992 through to now, but they have to have played in the Premier League. So it can't be uh, Sergio Ramos, who is the biggest dickhead on the planet, because he didn't play in the Premier League. And what can I just tell you how much I enjoyed pulling my list together? For this? <laughs> I feel like we're privileged because we um, we are not bound by a corporation or a broadcasting body. That means you know it would be frowned upon to do a complete dickhead eleven. Actually, we have the freedom of just calling people we don't know who are probably very nice people absolute twats. Yes, and well. Not a lot that. of them aren't very nice people, though, Jeff. Well, yeah, but we get to spend the next 45 minutes arguing about how much of a twat they are and who is more of a twat. And that, to me, is a fucking great way to spend a Wednesday night. <laughs> it's a very good way to spend a Wednesday night. So what will happen is we'll get to nominate one person each, uh, like we do for our end-of-year awards, and then we'll vote on who is the person that should be in the final 11. But before we start, we need to define how, what, what is a dickhead. Well, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump in here because I was actually going to say in my first introduction, there is a scale. Well, to, to my first player. So you've sort of, you've preempted this, but there is a scale. There's a dickhead scale. Yeah. Now, I think there are dickheads that are likable. So they might be a dirty player. They might be really, yep. really dirty, but you know they've got a good heart and you like them really. But they're a dickhead. Yeah, once and then on the pitch, they're horrible. Yeah, and there might be the guy who's like super arrogant um, and completely up his own ass and is a dickhead. You know, this is what we usually think of, like the James Madison type. <laughs> um, but then there are the ones that, again, you know, you can sort of, you know, they're a bit cheeky and they're often the ones that are quite good, and you kind of let them let them have it and then there are the real dickheads that are just dickheads and it doesn't matter whether they're good or bad they're just a dickhead to the core <laughs> so i think i i think i think you could have any of those dickheads in your team yeah, yeah agree okay. agree that's why well, that's why i was aiming for because i think i completely agree with that so what formation are we playing john so we're going to play four three three okay um, so the means there's a bit of flexibility because then you can be a bit loose with what fits as a midfielder or a wide forward or whatever. So we can we'll, we'll be loose with it a bit. I went three at the back. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait a minute. So you could cramp. There's there's a higher concentration of midfielder and forward dickheads. So you oh I think that's controversial. I've gone. We said four four three, John. So that's what I've done. Four four three. <laughs> Four, sorry, four. Um, sorry, four, three, three. Okay. Okay. So where should we start? Should we start in goal? We're starting goal. Uh, who wants to go first? Rog. Okay. I've got one here. Um, now, for me, it was a battle between two players from the same team. Ooh. So, the one that just lost out was Jens Lehmann. definitely a dickhead (laughs) remember all those like he he hated the um uh the other german keeper um, oliver khan Khan, and they always used to have these like arguments and fights together and i just whenever i saw it i just thought layman you're a dickhead um but 
Chesney is oh. my oh. is my winner for this. Now, what well, don't you remember? Now, this mainly because of one event. Now, he was definitely very, very arrogant, Chesney. Now, yes, wasn't the yeah. greatest keeper in the world, but thought he was God's gift. And he often used to, you know, come out onto social media and interviews and stuff and talk about how good he was. He was very confident for essentially a shit keeper. Um, but there was one particular event that made me pick him in, in my dickhead 11, which was when... Um, he got benched when he made it. I don't remember. He made a couple of howlers against Southampton. I think it was. And yeah. anyway, so he got, he got benched for a bit and then it came out. It was completely bizarre, but he got caught smoking in the showers that's after the game. Showers? Yeah. yeah. That's why I like him. I was about to say my reason he can never be a dickhead is because he smokes in the showers after the game. No, but it's just the whole, it's just so arrogant. Like he's been dropped. And so he's like, <laughs> so oh, stop, I don't care. Coming. I'm going to have a fag in the shower. Like stop. what? Of all the places to have a fag, it's wet. Yeah, I know. It's madness. <laughs> it was mainly the, just the arrogance though that I'd, and the, yeah. Well, so, so Chesney's your vote? Chesney is my vote. So you've gone for two Arsenal keepers. Yeah. Um, because I've got an Arsenal keeper as well. <laughs> there might be a bit of an Arsenal theme to this 11. I've gone for David Seaman. Um, pure, oh, that's a bit harsh. Oh, no, reliable no, Davids. Purely based on his haircut. Oh, no. The divine ponytail. No. no. His ponytail no, no. is disgusting. That's sac- right? sacrilege, John. Anyone who's got a ponytail like that is a dickhead in my book. So, no, yeah. I, I've got to say, I, I rate David Seaman. I think he was one of the best keepers of a generation where you didn't have to be very good at anything but shot stopping. He was excellent. Yeah. Apart from when he got lobbed by Ronaldinho. Um, yeah. Jeff- He's not, he wasn't the first, he wasn't the last to get lobbed by Ronaldinho. No, that's true. And it really did um, and his name, open him up for a, a good fair few jokes of getting, uh, you know, lobbing, sea, lobbing seamen from 60 yards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a good name. Um, what have you got for us, Jeff? Oh, I think it's a no-brainer. Oh, go on then. But I'm obviously going to say that before every one of my choices. <laughs> uh, Joe Hart. Oh, OK. I, I, I did consider Joe Hart. Yeah. Okay. Well, what made is you that just because he look because he looks like a knob? Yeah. Well, no. he, just, he wasn't enough of a dick. Like he, he was a, always a bit of a dick. But then he was he's always trying hard, wasn't he? You always thought Joe Hart really cared about what he's doing. So I was just like, no, I'm going to let it pass. No, this is this is this is exactly my point. He's always trying hard. He's always he's always yelling at everyone else. He's always organising whilst delivering the worst performance you've ever seen. So it's like like he will fluff something. He will let it go between his ankles or go in the goal and he will yell at his central defenders and he will motivate and rally everyone up. You're just thinking, mate, you're having a fucking mare every week. Just like pull your head in. And he does that for his whole career. And because of that, you couldn't, like you couldn't go and have dinner with a bloke afterwards. He's a complete twat. Yeah. Do you know, I think that's an important question. Would you go and have dinner with these people? And I think the least, the most you wouldn't go with, have dinner with is usually the winner, the most dickheadish. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't want to have dinner with Joe Hart. Rog? Um, we can't well, vote I, for- I can't vote for my own. No. Um, and I, I love David Seaman. It's too, too close to my heart. So I, I'm, I'm also going to go with Joe Hart. Joe Hart's in goal. Joe Hart's in goal. I'm writing but it But I, I must admit, like keepers aren't the most do you know my my second my second option was Kepper at Chelsea yeah he's a knob (laughs) I would have voted Kepper sorry John (laughs) I know I should have done that purely because of what happened in the League Cup final last year and everyone just went that you're a knob also if we're going overseas Schumacher has to come into this only for one event but when he um, took out yeah the French guy Mm, and, and can I just have a quick mention to Carius? Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He was an idiot. Yeah. The first name but, I wrote, wrote down oh. was Pickford as well. Really? <laughs> 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 um, let's move on to right back. Um, Jeff, do you want to go first on right back? Big G Nev. <laughs> Got it, to be Gary Neville. 
He is that, a dickhead, isn't he? He's he hundred percent made my shortlist because I, I mean, in it, I could probably have done a Man United eleven because let's face it, most of the Man United players through the for, since the nineteen nineties have been absolute knobs. Yeah. Um, when I was doing my shortlist, a lot of Man United players came up, and I kind of had this realization as a Man United fan. I was like, all Man United players are dickheads. And I was like, oh, maybe that's why they won everything. But they were all arseholes. Yeah. It's also because Man United won everything, so everyone hates United players. True. Um, but yeah, yeah. So you went for who did you go for, Rog? Um, well, I went. I like, by the way, that I don't even have to justify Gary Neville. Like, no, you're, you're, just, yeah. you're just both on board. No, yeah. we're going to have to talk people out of it, I think, because Gary yeah. Neville is definitely a dickhead. Um, and he's still around. So it's <laughs> like you can't even forget that he was a dickhead because he's still there. Yeah. Um, but, Although he's done a nice thing this week and let his hotel go to free for uh, NHS employees. So maybe we can't... Uh, call him no, a dickhead this week. Still a dickhead. Not, not paying that. <laughs> Do you know what makes it even worse is that his brother is also a dickhead and they both played football. He may no, have I'm, I'm a big fan of Phil. No, oh. dickhead. Don't you remember Romania? Yeah. I've got him on my shortlist for another position. Um, so I, I've i got a little bit left field with this because initially I was like, you know, if it was a World eleven, Sergio Ramos is a shoo-in. Yeah. Um, but I've actually gone slightly different kind of dickhead, but 100%. He's 110% on the dickometer. It's <laughs> it's our good friend in Australia, Kevin Muscat. Oh, I, so, I, now, he, he got sent off 12 times in his Premier League career or in his I, football career. I have Kevin Muscat down as a centre-back, but I have him on my list as well. So maybe he needs to be in there somewhere. Well, and I just think, I mean, on the pitch, he was a disgrace. Like, he was so violent. I can't remember who was it. I think it was um, Peter Crouch came out and said on his podcast that the only player he was ever scared of on a football pitch was Kevin Muscat. Yeah. Like, it was actually a psycho. And then you see him being a manager, and I'm like, yeah, dickhead. Yeah. And when Neil Warnock was his coach, he turned around to him and was just like, you need to chill out. You're a bit weird, like... Go west. You're going too far. And if Neil Warnock's telling you to go too far, <laughs> that's a worry. That's <laughs> a bit of a problem. Um, well, I went for, uh, and this is not really for footballing reasons, although he was pretty crap as a footballer. It's more for his punditry since. Is uh, Danny Mills? Because Danny Mills, oh, okay, on, on the BBC is awful, uh, and purely because of this season with Sheffield United doing so well. And at the start of the season, he came out and did this big thing about how Sheffield United are going to struggle in the Premier League because they play long ball and they don't know how they'll adapt to the Premier League. And it's all nonsense. He'd obviously never watched them play. Um, so, I, yeah, he's a dickhead for me. No, I'm, th- I, I'm going to if pay Danny Mills because I, I, I agree. I think he's an absolute potato head. Mm. He, like... When um, this whole coronavirus thing was kicking off, he was the pundit who was like, oh, well, you know, Premier League football is cancelled, so go support your local side. Get everyone down there. Support your local side. I'm like, Danny, mate, that's the fucking point. It's it's not just because it's the Premier League. It's because you're not allowed lots of people together. Stop getting them all to go see bloody Tamworth. Like, just, you're a fool. He's such an idiot. And I think because he's such an idiot and annoyingly he's on the radio a lot and on TV a lot, I think he deserves to be in the dickhead 11. Because I can't vote for Gary Neville, I'm going to vote for um, for Potato Head, yeah. I think this is a really, really tough one. Because I think all three are quite deserving of a place in the dickhead 11. Right backs always are losers. Like the right back at school was always a loser. Whoever it was, he's just like, oh yeah, he's a bit of a loser. Oh, um, that's really tough. I really don't like Danny Mills either. He's a knob. <laughs> yeah. Um, can can I say that the person I would pick is the winner of a fight to the death between Gary Neville and Danny Mills? <laughs> uh, yeah. So that means Danny Mills would win. Maybe Danny Mills would win that. So yeah, I'll, all right. I'll go with Danny Mills. He can. He's deserving. Yeah, Danny Mills is down as right back. Okay, centre back. I'm going to go first on this because I feel like you both are going to have the same answer as me. Okay. 
John Terry. Yes, in Captain. <laughs> <laughs> now, Captain let, Leader Dickhead. Before we before we talk about justification, let me just read you a little something. Beginning in two thousand and one, John Terry's storied career of dickheadness. He taunted American tourists in the aftermath of the 9-11 attacks. In 2002, he urinated in a beer glass, which he then dropped on the floor of a nightclub. In the same year, he was charged for assault and a fray outside a nightclub. In 2008, he parked his dickhead Bentley in a disabled parking space. In 2009, he gave tours of Chelsea's training ground in return for bribes. In 2010, it was revealed that he cheated on his wife and two children by having an affair with a teammate's girlfriend. Then in in 2011, he went to trial for racially abusing Anton Ferdinand. And it was very, very clear that he was guilty, but the sound quality wasn't quite good enough to convict him for longer than four games. A bit like this podcast. A dickhead. Yeah. We all all put John Terry then? (laughs) Yeah. And as captain? John John Terry is the only position on my uh, team where I don't have another option next to him. That's how (laughs) much of a shoo-in he is. (laughs) Okay. Well, one centre-back's done. What about your other centre-back, Jeff? Have you got another option? I went for three at the back, so I'll go for Muscat. Well, see, that was my other uh, centre back option was Kevin Muscat. Yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy if Muscat's in this team. Happy, very happy. Yeah. So, and Rog, you went for Muscat as right back. Are you happy to put him in as centre back? Imagine uh, Kevin uh, Muscat alongside John. Yeah. Terry. So my other centre back, I wasn't completely convinced. It, it, if it was international, Pepe would be a shoe in because he is yeah. an absolute knob. But um, I had Matarazzi in there. Yeah, he was my backup option just purely because he got Zidane sent off. Yeah, yeah, same. <laughs> like, you will do nothing against Zidane. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, let's put Kevin Muscat in there. Okay. Okay. So the, the final defender is left back. Um, I've gone for Phil Neville. No. As a Man United fan, wow. Oh, but he's just a bit of a weasel. and <laughs> He is uh, a weasel. <laughs> He's as bad as his brother. He's a bit of a weasel. Partly what he did for England against Romania in 2000. I love it that we hold a grudge. (laughs) Whenever that was. Um, But also, since he's been manager of the women's England team, he's kind of come out with all these weird quotes that don't really make any sense. And he's trying to sound clever and like he's a philosopher of football and like he's Pep Guardiola. And he's just a bloke from North England that doesn't really know. You're what he's just doing. a dickhead, Phil. No, I'm not. I'm not paying Phil Neville at all. Like I think he, um, he is an intelligent football man. He's a bit boring. I'll give him that. He's a bit of a wet sandwich. But I don't think he's a twat. If he is a twat, he doesn't know it. And I think like John Terry or Kevin Muscat, they knew who they were and they made the most of it. Phil Neville might be a, like a passive twat. But he's not, he's not an active twat. And to contradict myself, in his personal life, Phil Neville's a very nice human and he's a very good human of what he does charity-wise and what he does outside of football. Just in- Doesn't he have a, um, a, pardon me, a, dis- a disabled sibling that he spends his life looking after? And like, yeah, nice he has a disabled guy. daughter and he does a lot of work yeah. with disabled sports charities. And so he puts a load of effort into that. So in real life, Phil Neville is a great bloke. However... John, you're not justifying him on the dickheadometer here. No, because I'm talking about football scenarios. And in the football scenario, Phil Neville, in reality, is not better than any of us at football. How he managed to (laughs) win is not fair. He's manager of England. Not sure how he's got there. Um, and he's just a bit of a weasel. So no, his he... Everton career was excellent. Was excellent. I'm not paying that. Oh, there finally, are... we get back to the truth of the matter. There are worse. There are bigger twat left backs, and I'll tell you who I've got on my list. Go on, who then. have you got? Ashley Cole. <laughs> See, I like Ashley Cole. <laughs> no, he's a... no John. He with a um, a special shout out to runner up Ashley Young one of the biggest divers in Premier League history. <laughs> and he's got food in his mouth. <laughs> Ashley Cole 
is also my left back of choice. Yes. Uh, another another cheater. He's just a scumbag. Look at him. you. Just can <laughs> take one look at him, and you're like, you are a scumbag, Ashley Cole. He <laughs> is moving moving between Arsenal and Chelsea. You without any remorse at all for an extra five grand. Yeah. No, so, that, so that story's come out as not being true in the end. Disgusting. And <laughs> fake news. <laughs> Ashley Cole was basically the best centre uh, left back in the world for 10 years and we didn't rate him at all because he's a twat he did that himself well he had a bad image but he just got on with his life and lived his life the way he wanted got on with his life and cheated on people well I don't know about his personal life I wasn't there so there's a um, there was a rumour going round that you know obviously um, Cheryl Cole right Cheyenne Twain I'm not sure if I I should say so there was a um, there were a few rumours going around that Cheryl Cole was racist and Ashley Cole was gay and that that. marriage was a marriage of convenience so that she could prove that she she liked um, uh, people of of different origin and he could prove that he he wasn't gay that was was the thing at the time wow (laughs) but that's but that's why I like Ashley Cole because he got so much crap that was based on nothing, that, and he carried on and played well. He's still playing. He played last season as a thirty-nine-year-old for Derby. Yeah, I've got a lot of respect for that. And he went and played in America, played in Italy. No, I'm paying it, Rog. Twat. Very good, very good player, but definitely a dickhead. Okay, so who's what are the options? We've got Phil Neville, Ashley, Ashley Cole's Neville. left back, John. Ashley, Ashley Cole. Oh, okay, Ashley Cole gets in. So. Ashley Cole is the left back. We move to centre midfield. So there's, well, three midfielders. Has anyone got anywhere they want to start? Roger, oh, start I've got so many. There's so a big of players here. I started, I started doing the, the three defensive, then the three attacking midfielders, right? Or, or attacking midfielders, centre forward. So, so we go on the defensive line first. Yeah. I'm still undecided about... Start with uh, what I think is a banker. Okay. El Hadjouf. Oh, no, no, no. I've got him up front. Yeah, I've got him up front. <laughs> He's a forward. He can't be defensive midfield. Yeah, definitely not defensive midfield, Jeff. We'll come to Juf later. Okay, then I'll pick a different one. Can I pick a different one? Yeah, sure. Sure. Lee Bowyer. Ooh, good choice. Do you remember when Lee Bowyer and Kieran Dyer had a punch-up playing for Newcastle United <laughs> on the pitch on the same team? <laughs> yes. Lee Bowyer is a twat. But Lee Bowyer... Um, has has he no? Has he gone into coaching or management and done quite he well? Manages, manages, yeah. But just shut your eyes and think of he's him, at right? Charlton. Can you imagine Lee Bowyer? He was yeah. a little shouty face. He's a little weasel. Like he's just such a <laughs> such a horrible do, turn. Do you know what Lee Bowyer reminds you of? Is you know the kid at school who was weedy and small but had a real loud mouth and thought he, he like hung out with the hard kids and then yeah. gave everyone shit and then whenever it got to fight, just sent in the hard kids. He's that guy. Yeah, 100%, yeah. I'm finding this so hard. Well, I'll, um, I'll go with one. You go next. I've got Joey Barton. i got Joey Barton. Yeah, yeah you've got to have Joey Barton. I've also got Joey Barton. <laughs> he put a cigar out in the kid's eye. Like, yeah, he did. <laughs> he also, they were salted various players on the pitch, including yeah. Carlos Tevez. For me, Joey Barton's vice-captain. Yeah, he is. He's one step under Terry, isn't he? With a with a at the same time shout out to Roy Keane of supreme knobbery and violence on a football pitch, Jack Rodwell after oh, the he was st- he's still on my list, Jack Rodwell, Rog. Yeah, we've still got um, others, Rog. What are you listing them all up? Which one? Well, which... I'm doing the defensive midfielder. Okay, well, all right. I'm, sorry, I'm, so I'm Joey... playing for defensive three. I'm yeah, playing I'm defensive three. I also would like to do my one of my backups to Joey Barton if this was worldwide was Stefan Effenberg. Okay. Oh yeah, I remember Bayern Munich. Oh, he was a knob. He's just one of those players. <laughs> you just saw him on the football pitch and he just screamed dickhead. But I did quite like one of my favourite things was I mean there's a bit of a running theme here, and obviously Germany were very successful, and mm. so I resented Jim's Germany's success quite a lot so there were a lot of players of a similar generation who just all got tarnished with my dickhead brush but um Stefan Effenberg really hated Luther Mateus oh really which I quite liked yeah they just did not get on at all and they were obviously um you know two of the the big players for Germany at a similar time 
in Effenberg's um, autobiography, he devoted a whole chapter to Matthias, <laughs> yeah. but he didn't write anything in it. It was blank. <laughs> and then at the end of it, it just says, this is what Matthias knows about football. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> I've got a lot of time for that. I've got a lot of time like... for that sort of dickheadery. But you know why I like Stefan Effenberg? I'm a, I'm a big fan of names that you can just smidge together. <laughs> yes. like you could call him Steffenberg. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm any name. I you... guarantee David Plate. David Pleat did that about a hundred times. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> any, any name you can just you know save some letters. I think I'm I'm all I'm all up for. Okay, John, who have you got in your next of the three? Um, oh, I, I've I've actually gone Jack Rodwell. Oh, he's yeah. I think Jack Rodwell, because we all watched the Sunderland documentary um, and we all knew how good Jack Rodwell was and he's got all the talent in the world and he could have been anything. The only reason he's not right now playing for a Man City or a Liverpool or whatever is attitude. And you saw that attitude at Sunderland. So I don't know what he's like outside of football, but from all his... Footballing scenario, he's been a dick purely to himself by just ruining what could have been a brilliant career and is a twat. Do you know, without football, I've watched a few, you know, I've disappeared down a few rabbit holes, just kind of getting my football fix watching some old games. I watched the Everton Manchester City, uh, Everton away at City 1 2 0. Um, Arteta and Cahill scored. Rodwell played in that game. Um, Rodwell was excellent. Mm. He, he really just bossed that game. And you, you can see why at that point, at that age, you're thinking, this kid is going to be the next England box-to-box midfielder. He had the world at his feet. He was he was powerful. He was athletic. He was quick. He was quick-minded. Um, he was what we were missing. And then seeing the decline, you're right, John, that there is, and he got his big money move. You know, he got moved to a big club. Everything was in his head. Everything was who he was, not what he could do. And then to see him rot away at Sunderland and then be so fucking selfish towards the end of it, I, there's no way that bloke is not getting this side. Yeah. No, for me, he has to get in. Uh, I just, I don't, I almost, I I have such disdain for him <laughs> that I don't, I don't even want him to get in our dickhead side. <laughs> he can, he can go on the bench, but I don't, even, I don't want to justify him with a place in the team. So I, yeah, we can. I mean, if we've got a lot of midfielders, we can start a bench, and maybe Jack Rodwell can be. Maybe he can be on the bench. We'll pay him sixty grand a week just to sit there and do nothing because that would be appropriate. Or start him in centre midfield, and Lee Bowie might punch him. <laughs> so my other uh, two for this position with a with a. Um, a nod to serial pincher Dennis Wise. Yeah, all kinds. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> um, definitely a dickhead. Uh, I feel like you have to have a sort of semi-likable dickhead in there. Um, you may disagree with me on the likable part with this one, but I've gone for David Batty. Oh, yeah. Now, definitely a dickhead. Like, um, very limited footballer. Uh, loved a foul, um, terrible haircuts throughout his career, including the um, uh, slickly gelled curtains when he first came on the scene. Yeah, but when bad. I disappeared down my rabbit hole last night, there's some brilliant footage of him playing for, uh, I, think it was, I think it must have been Leeds, or maybe, did he play for Spurs as well? I can't remember, but they're playing Sampdoria in a friendly in Italy. <laughs> and he just for about five or six challenges he just absolutely goes through Mancini about three times this is in a friendly and all the Italians are just completely up in arms at one point he pushes one of them over the um, advertising hoardings (laughs) and then it gets towards the end of the game one of the Italians is clearly like set on getting his revenge so just comes steaming in and then with like a knee high sliding tackle tries to take David Batty out and David Batty gets somehow gets out of it and does like this fancy little drag back which you never see David Batty um 
do and ends up standing over the guy that tried to tackle him and then he's sort of um talking to all his teammates saying oh see that you know see what i did there see that little drag back and i was just like he was such a dickhead (laughs) so i I think he's that like likable rogue dickhead well see i like david batty because he has no interest in football whatsoever so he doesn't really like football yeah he Um, just disappeared i like that as well yeah he doesn't care about football at all as soon as he was out of football and when he wasn't training or whatever he loved fishing and motorbikes and just went out to the country and was just like no don't give a shit about any of this yeah so he he was he was my one like different one i went for in my team the likable dickhead yeah, so, no. so who we got? Who we got as the midfield three? We've got Joey Barton, Jack Rodwell, and well, we got so we've got Joe Barton so far. Jack Rodwell. I have got a couple of others to throw into the mix. Okay, same. Um, Some more attacking ones. Lee Catamol, because Lee Catamol is a dickhead. Um, Tamuri Ketspire. Does everyone remember? Oh, Tamuri- I love Ketspire. What? <laughs> the Georgian wizard? No way, John. I used to love that bold man. He had one of the best shaped heads ever in football. And he, and he took the crap out of a advertising hoarding. He just beat the shit out of it. Yeah, but you can't say that man's a dickhead. Okay, and then my last option was Danny Drinkwater. Because... Oh yeah, he's he's a, a recent addition Ooh, to the club. Yeah, yeah. Danny yeah. Drinkwater is kind of he he was brilliant at Leicester. Um, and then he got his big money move to Chelsea. It didn't quite work out fair enough, but all the stories you hear of him recently are, oh, Danny Drinkwater was drunk at a pub and said something stupid or got thrown out of training. hit on someone's girlfriend and got a a kick in. Yeah. So I think Danny Drinkwater was making a late run for the dickhead 11. Well, these are all quite defensive players. So I've, I've also gone a bit more attacking, and there's a player that I think we haven't talked about. Maybe you've got him up front, but he has to be in the team somewhere, doesn't he? He's only got one name. Pele? Ronaldo. Oh, yeah. I've got Ronaldo up front. you got him up front. He's got two names. Cristiano, Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah, but I mean, sorry, there's only one, there's only one Ronaldo. <laughs> No, there's actually two. Oh, well, you know what I mean. Not on the dickheadometer. No, of good. all of the names that are the other one, you actually usually use both. Fat, fat, fat Ronaldo was not a dickhead. So there's only one dickhead Ronaldo. Mm. Yeah, for me, Cristiano Ronaldo fits into the front three. So the other well, person I had there from an attacking sense, just to mix it up, was Samir Nazri. Oh, I was Ooh. so close to putting Nazri down. He is a prick, isn't he? Do, do you know yeah. what tipped me over? Go on used to wear a snood. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Even in May. Yeah. But well, okay. you, remember, you remember his move from uh, from Arsenal to Man City? Like yes. how he held himself like a peacock when he got to Man City. And oh, I just took an instant distaste to the bloke. And he never, yeah. got, never got himself back. Apart from when he played for West Ham for that short period. Because yeah. the first time well, she was like, games. oh, okay. Yeah, two games. Okay, so these are our options. We've got Joey Barton, which I think is a lock. And then Jack Rodwell, David Batty, um, Lee Catamol, Danny Drinkwater, or who else did you say, Rog? Sammy Nasri or Ronaldo? Oh, Sammy Nasri. Ronaldo's got to be up front. Yeah, so I'd, I'd say Rodwell's definitely in. Joey Barton's definitely in. Roy Keane? You forgot Lee Bowyer. Oh, yeah, Lee Bowyer. Oh, no, I think there's a lot of competition there. Nasri. I'm going to go Nasri. I'm going to go Lee Bowyer. I'm going Lee Bowyer. Bloody hell. So that our midfield three is Joey Barton, Jack Rodwell and Lee Bowyer. There is a lot of dickhead in that midfield (laughs) three. so horrible. (laughs) That's just like three people you would never want to hang out with ever. Okay, so forward three. John, you go first. So the forward three... Um, oh, it's really hard, but I'm going to go Craig Bellamy. Craig Bellamy? Yeah, because uh, I think I need to go for Craig Bellamy because he hit John Arisa over the head with a golf club. So, Rog, just for everyone at home, Rog just ran away to get some wine in his back. Craig my Bellamy? First, my first yeah. option, <laughs> <laughs> yes, you just got the golf club bit, is Craig Bellamy. <laughs> Yeah, it's, the thing is, I find it really hard to hate Craig Bellamy because of the way he played football. Like, oh, yes, he was brilliant. 
and I, some of these players, I can't look past how much I love them on the pitch. Craig Bellamy, when when he was in full flight, I've never. He was like a steamroller. It was like the juggernaut from you know the X Men series. Like, he was unbelievable. His pace was scary, and he could finish at pace. So he was like the, he was like a, a bigger, stronger Sadio Mane. He was but phenomenal. Rafa, Craig Bellamy. He was phenomenal. What? But Rafa Benitez came out and said that he was basically impossible to manage because he doesn't sit still, he's just annoying, and he runs around and hits people with golf clubs. Um, and so, yeah, for me, he's a dickhead. I'm not I'm not paying Craig. Sorry. Well, what's your first vote, Jeff? Adam Lallana. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true, actually. How can you not have Adam Lallana? Uh, no, I no. There's not. We're in some serious dickhead territory here, Jeff. Up front, there's a lot of competition. Lana doesn't make the cut for me. Okay. Um. Another another option is Diego Costa. Oh yeah, Diego Costa's got to be close. It was in my squad. It was in your um, squad. <laughs> so I'll start with the the point of the team, if you like the the prick of the prick eleven. <laughs> um. So it's an important position. Now, when you think about this just off the top of your head, your mind jumps to Zlatan yeah. because because he is such a dickhead. However... He's a lovable dickhead. It, for, for no reason. Oh, is he lovable? I don't think he's lovable, John, but he is very good at football. Yeah. Um, and so he's one of the most arrogant humans on the entire planet. But he backs um, it up, doesn't he? But he backs it up. Now, there is a player out there who has a similar level of arrogance to Zlatan without a fraction of the ability. Now, I'm going to I'm gonna mix this up a little bit, and I'm going to give you a quote, and I'd like <laughs> you to guess the player. My body is my livelihood, and I was desperate to find out if I was okay. So I took off all my clothes, even my pants, picked up a wing mirror that had come off the car, and checked myself over front and back. Then I climbed back into the car to find my phone. I rang the club and said I'd be late for training. um, Mario Balotelli? Nicholas Bentner? Nicholas Bentner. Oh, yes. <laughs> I should start every game. I should be playing every minute of every match and always be in the team. He was a prick. It just, I just think he was so crap. You know, he was the fastest scoring substitute in Premier League history when he scored his first goal for Arsenal, aged 18, I think, or 19. Yeah. That was as good as it got. But he just had this, always had this aura of supreme arrogance, but he was crap. Like he thought he was God's gift, but he was so crap at football. No, I yeah, I've got a lot of time for Bentner. I think he could be in there. But um if you're gonna go for Bentner or Diego Costa, I think I'd have Diego Costa as the I'd go really? Diego Costa. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no, Bentner. Don't, you... don't get me wrong, I, I I hate Bentner, but fuck he's funny. Like what it's so misguided, it's so funny. Yeah. But it's, it's not it's not, so... it's not tongue in cheek. The guy is just a dickhead. You know what's what's funny now is is so Nicholas Bender was in the Arsenal Youth Academy at the same time Carlos Vela was. Do you, do you remember this? Remember this? Yeah. Um, and at the time when Bender was getting games, people were screaming to see Carlos Vela, just screaming, 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 and Carlos Vela couldn't get on the pitch. Now Nicholas Bender is he playing in Denmark? Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, he's in his hometown club. Carlos Vela is playing for LAFC. He top goal scorer, MVP in the in the league last year. And Barcelona put in a bid for him. Yeah. But, okay, well, Arsene Wenger, get your hands out your pocket and fiddle with some kids. <laughs> God, where do we go then? <laughs> um, so, okay, let's pick our number nine between Nicholas Bentner and Diego Costa. I'm saying Diego Costa. Diego Costa. Well, we need a. Th- there's no third option. No. Well, right. Well, you picked Costa. I think you're both wrong. But uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm, well, I'm going to throw in a last minute third option for you, which is uh, Danny Osvaldo. Now, Danny Osvaldo used to play for Southampton, mm. and he got thrown out of Southampton for punching his teammates, uh, and they had a big punch up in the um, at training and made him bleed everywhere, and he got fired. So Danny Osvaldo yeah, but then he, didn't he, he quit football and became a DJ. 
Yes. And then he yeah, just so started I mean, playing football. Games. Yeah, that's pretty yeah, cool. Like, like he, I'm just taking a sabbatical from my professional football career to just DJ for two years and I'm going to come back. Like, I've got all the time in the world for that bloke. Just let yeah. me leave you with another Nicholas quote. If you ask me if I'm one of the best strikers in the world, I say yes, because I believe it. <laughs> that, yeah, that. Okay, so let's look at some wide forwards then. Um so we've had Lalana as an option. I think we should put another current player in there. Is Jack Grealish? Yeah, Jack. I don't think he's going to get in the team, but I, 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 he deserved a mensch. He's on the yeah. crest of the wave, but he's not. Well, what about James Madison then? Could of still the current re- players? No, I think they could both still redeem themselves. They're quite. They're sort of um, young Jedi's on their path to full decades. Yeah. <laughs> Madison's going to become Darth Vader for sure. Um, well, we mentioned him before, El Hadj Juf. Yeah, has to oh, be in there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, El Hadj Juf has to be in there. He is the kind of man that literally spits in another person's face. Yeah. No, he is in there for sure. And when I say literally, he literally did that on the pitch. Yeah, he's had, car, he's had car crashes. He's repeatedly spat at fans and players, racial slurs, taunting injured players, and he likes to go missing during pre-season training camps regularly. <laughs> A top pro, as they call it. <laughs> Journeyman. A spitter. Okay, I've got... Two options. There's always room for a spitter in the dickhead. Well, then we've got one more spot. One more spot. We've got one right more wing. spot. I've got well, two. How many people have you got left, Jeff? No, that's it. Well, I, I had um, fighting with Juf. I had um, uh, I and Robin. Oh, yeah. Oh, supreme arrogance. Yeah, but it doesn't mean he's a yeah. dick. He's just he's just really aware that he's really good at cutting in on his left foot. No, you can't be that arrogant and not be a dickhead. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Okay, right. We're, as a 35-year-old, to still be able to just cut in the inside and, and curl it into the top corner and still have no one stop you, yeah. no wonder you do it every week. That's doesn't, not arrogant. Doesn't he's, mean he's you're not a dickhead, though. I will make a career out of this one move until someone stops me or I retire. Yeah, and he's actually going to retire. You know, like, <laughs> that's not arrogance. That's going. Oh, I've got. A, I've got okay. A All right. So, you, I'd say it's Juve then on that on the left hand side, and then on the right, I think you're saying that has to be Ronaldo. But just let me give you the the three that I had because I had Ronaldo in the midfield three. Yeah. I had um, Pedro. Oh <laughs> just, yeah, just you hate Pedro. Pedro. Well, because he dives, and I couldn't have Sergio Busquets. <laughs> who is the ultimate diver and um, just a disgrace to humanity. So Pedro was the closest I could get because they played together and used to be dirty together. Uh, Luis Suarez. Yeah, Luis Suarez. For the obvious well. reasons. And then Mido. What? Oh, Mido? Oh, yeah, no, Mido. Fat from Egypt. No, he got fat, which I love, and I like him for that. But he was also an absolute knob. Like He came out and... Um, during the African Cup of Nations, he got thrown out of the team because he had an argument with the manager. And he basically said um, afterwards that the whole team are amateurs, the managers are amateurs, the team are amateurs, the association are amateurs. They know everything, but I know it all. He said, I, if people call yeah, me an arrogant... You, he, was, he played for Egypt, right? He's probably right. We don't see Mo Salah <laughs> doing that. He, he, he literally, um, the rest of the team probably were actual amateurs. And then and he ate the rest of the team. Ate them. He ate them. <laughs> he <dinner>. actually <laughs> ate them. But, but, um, I actually think that Mido is a, was a missed opportunity for the Premier League. I remember watching his debut for Spurs thinking, you have got something that we don't have. Like, it was incredible. Watching the, some of the tricks and flicks he was doing, he was ahead of his time. Yes, he got a bit fat, but I think that bloke had, the again, not like Rodwell, he didn't have the world at his feet and let himself down. I don't think we were ready for it. Mido um, is from an extremely wealthy family in Egypt. I think he's, he's even royal, like it's like right at the top end of stuff. So he kind of just played football as a, oh, I've got to do something. So he just, he didn't ever work or have to go to school or whatever. He's just like, oh, I'll just go and play football. And then as soon as he kind of made it, he went, oh, done that. I'll just get pissed and party now. And that's why he got fat and just went, oh, fuck it, which I kind of like. Yeah, I got a lot of time for Mido, a lot of time. My other, um, so I had Ronaldo Suarez. Um, another option I had for a dickhead as the last forward is Jamie Vardy. 
because Jamie Vardy is a dickhead. Likeable dickhead, though? Oh, he's a likeable dickhead, but... When he's we, a bully. He's a, he's a bully in his social circles. Like, he does take the piss out of his friends or teammates in a way that you think it's basically bullying. When you think about, will I spend any time with these people in a social scenario? Would I ever want to go for a beer with Jamie Vardy? I don't want a drink, a WKD Blue in Weatherspoons with Jamie Vardy. <laughs> 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 and, uh, I'm just thinking he's a dickhead. Yeah, okay. But, I mean, he's competing with Ronaldo on that right wing, John. You, yeah, like, okay. You're not talking about Ronaldo like he's a shoo but I think when Ronaldo was in the Premier League, he wasn't as bad as he is now. Like, no, like he, it doesn't doesn't matter though, Jeff. I think I I say, we picked I think Danny Mills because he's a dickhead pundit. Yeah, yeah, I think Cristiano Ronaldo has to go in as the last forward. Yeah, we can't yeah, okay, can't okay. not have him. Um, so, now, before I announce the final eleven, do we have a manager? Yeah. Jose. No. Diego Simeone. No. Oh, it can only be one. Neil Alec Warner. Ferguson. Oh, what? No. <laughs> Has to be. Has to be. Absolute Never. dickhead. <laughs> With his red face and winning everything. Fuck off, Ferguson. <laughs> Fuck off. Uh, if you get a final gonna... say on the manager. Well, I was going to say Mark Hughes, but... Oh, yeah. No, I don't mind. Or, Martin, you, or Alan Pardew? You're not going to put Pardew? Oh, oh, yeah. Oh. No, he's, he's busy molesting people at Christmas. That's what I mean. Come on. Look at the reaction. Pardew's got to be there. Yeah, okay. So this is <laughs> the, the lingering uh, you get the touch of Pardew. Imagine, imagine Pardew on telly going, oh, Jufy. He didn't, he didn't mean to spit at him, Jufy. It was a you know, mistake. Anyone would have done it. So this is the uh, first oh. ever official Dickhead 11 by the Football Chef. So managed by Alan Pardew, we have in goal Joe Hart, right back Danny Mills, left back Ashley Cole, centre back John Terry and Kevin Muscat. Oh. <laughs> Joey Barton, Jack Rodwell and Lee Bowyer. And then up front we have Cristiano Ronaldo, Diego Costa and El Hajjouf. Oh, yes. Good. <laughs> I would hate playing against them. <laughs> oh, great. Well, that was good. Yeah, um, that was really good. Well, let's move on from our Dickhead 11. Does anyone have any side stories before we go on to Endgame? Yes, I've got a few quick ones. Yeah, go on. Um, so the first one, I think... It's story in itself isn't that eventful, but you've got to think about the precedent that it sets and then potentially apply it to the Premier League. So I don't know if you saw, but a team called Borough Rangers no. were named Highland League champions this week in Scotland. Okay. So they couldn't they couldn't finish the Highland League. Um, there's six games to play, but they're and they're 13 points clear. And they made the decision to completely finish the league. They're not going to be able to play any more games. But even though Bora could mathematically still be caught, they've declared them champions. And I just thought that was interesting in the context of, I don't know if you also saw that some maths wizards did huge amounts of modelling for the remaining Premier League games. And they declared that Liverpool were a 100% chance to win. Yeah, okay. So I just... Yeah, um, but come on, that's, they're that's not, not, though. They're, that's not actually real, is it? They, they can no, just it's not. Lose I know, I know. Not yeah, yeah, well, but I just, <laughs> but I mean, that's why I bring up Borough Rangers because it's precedent, because another league has made yeah. that decision. So it's I actually just, think if one league makes that decision, then everyone will start making that decision. But I don't think, uh, without any disrespect to fans of the uh, Highland <laughs> League in Scotland, <laughs> I don't think it's going to have much of a knock-on effect. Yeah, and I think, isn't it like the, competition. the Kosovan or the Albanian? Sorry, I probably shouldn't get those two places confused. <laughs> one, of, <laughs> one of them, their league's still going, you know? Like, uh, yeah, no, it's the one that um, Alexander Haleb plays in. Yeah. Um, which I can't remember where it is. Another crap there. Arsenal player. Yeah. But yeah, they're still playing um, and because it's a dictatorship. And the uh, person that is ruling the country just went, no, just play. Don't care. Don't worry about it. Um, While we're on um, Arsenal team, another two of their fine 
former players, oh, uh, yeah. Alex Song and Johan Juru, um, are playing for FC Sion in Switzerland. Um, and they're among nine players that have been sacked for refusing to take a pay cut for the corona. Really? Yeah. Why would you refuse to take a pay cut? Because they're terrific yeah. humans. They should have been in our dickhead 11. Um, and then a good news story, I thought, to finish. Oh, good one. Um, Marco uh, Asensio, one of Real Madrid, who's got a broken leg and been out all year, but one... Sorry, uh, Asensio. You mean Asensio? Yeah. What, what did I say? Asensio. Or is that... It's confusing, because there was another Marco... Asensio. No, another Asensio. He was... Um, Sounds like Boris I don't think there's ever been a Dustin Sal. <laughs> yes, there was. Like I think Man United tried to sign him for a bit. He played for, maybe played for Sevilla. No, it sounds um, like bollocks. Did he play with uh, David Pleat and he just made up names? No. Anyway, you can fact check me and I'm right. Um, but <laughs> anyway, he won the La Liga FIFA competition. Oh, wow. Um which was watched by 170,000 fans, the final, which I thought was quite cool. He won the FIFA La Liga competition. He's had a broken leg and been out for a year. All he's done for the last year is play FIFA, whereas everyone else has actually been playing real football. (laughs) Do you know what I thought was a bit of a disgrace about this, though? I know I said I was ending on a good note, but Barcelona and uh, Real Mallorca didn't play in the competition because they're one of their primary sponsors is Konami, who Konami, uh, Konami, Konami. <laughs> I say Konami. <laughs> no one's ever corrected me on that. Um, I'm pretty sure I've I've got it's Japanese, isn't it, Jeff? Yeah, they made Street Fighter. Yeah. yeah. So how I said it is right, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> but uh, they didn't take part because of that sponsorship and they make pro evolution soccer, which is obviously the competition to FIFA. So they weren't uh, allowed to participate in uh, the La Liga FIFA competition, which is a bit crap. I think that is a bit. Uh, crap. That is rubbish. Yeah. Um, Jeff, do you have any side stories? Um, the A-League finished today in a whimper. Yes. Um, so for those who don't know, the A-League is the league in Australia. For those that do know, you regret knowing. Um, <laughs> so it, it, Finished today, uh, which is the last sporting code in Australia to end its season. Um, when I say is it there finished, some irony there? Sure. But one of the things that's of great concern is that the the t- television deal um, has always it's been in debate for the last year because viewer numbers have been have been dropping and the quality of the league has been going. You know, we thought that the new governance model that came in last year was going to save things, but it's taking a bit longer than expected. And there is a feeling that. Um, Fox Sports, so the the, the pay per view TV in Australia that, that show it, are going to use this as an excuse to sever their contract because the A League can't provide the product, which is a huge yeah, concern yeah. for the game in Australia. So I just think it's one to keep our eye on because if you take away your broadcasting on on um, pay per view and pay TV, that you take away a lot of injection of cash into the league itself. Yeah, I think, I think this could be a real problem for the league. It could be the end of the league. And, th- and a lot of teams are going to really, really struggle because they're propped up anyway and basically losing money. So I'm not sure how they're going to actually survive. Yeah, yeah, tough time in Australian football. Um, any other side stories? All done from my end or is it time for end game? Time end for game. end game. Yes. End game. So, Rog, you won last week, uh, which puts the scores on Rog 9 me six, Jeff six. Um, so Jeff, again, we're shit. We need to do better. Um, Rog, what game have you picked for us? Well, I've probably broken all sorts of rules here. <clears throat> um, but I feel like I can because it's the time of coronavirus. So do whatever the fuck you want. Do whatever the fuck I want. The world's a bit up, up, upside down anyway. Um so this morning, um, the Guardian um, was running live stream of the Euro '96 semi-final between England and Germany on their website. Oh yes, <clears throat> which I quite enjoyed. I just, you know, it's, it's obviously silly because it happened a 
you know, a long time ago. Um, but I was was following that a bit and reliving some of it. <clears throat> so I've gone back to Euro 96. <laughs> now, I haven't picked that game because that game made me a bit sad. But in the quarterfinal, it's probably one of my greatest moments as an England fan. Uh, we beat Holland 4-1. That was a, that was a group game. It was a group game, was it? Are you yeah. sure? No, it yeah. was court final. Court final. We played Spain. Seaman saved penalty. Was it a group game? Yeah, four one. We had Holland and Switzerland in the group. I watched. Every no, game on repeat. Scotland were in there. Yeah. Oh, was it mm. a group game? Okay, yeah. sorry, group game. All right, my memory deserts me. Get but anyway, doesn't bode, doesn't bode well for Team Jeff. This conversation. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah group group stage group a sorry my mistake but anyway i was caught up in the excitement of it all john but england won 4-1 el tell el tell was the manager terry venables okay who can you name uh, against holland yep england holland group stage group a euro 96 18th of June 1996. August 7th. August 7th. 7 30 pm. David Seaman. David Seaman, correct. Alan Shearer. Alan Shearer, correct. Scored. Stuart Pierce. Stuart Pierce, correct. Tony Adams. Tony Adams, correct. Captain. Teddy Sheringham. Teddy Sheringham, correct, scored two. One oh. of his best best ever games. Uh, Darren Anderton. Correct. Darren Anderton's there. <clears throat> Nicky Butt. Oh, Jeff. That's very obscure to, to go to... Do you, do you want to take that back? Why is it wrong? Um, what? No, Nicky, but. Oh. So if I get one right, I win? Was he in the uh, squad? You went first. and he, No, he's not on the bench. Uh, Jeff went first, so I have to get one right. Okay. Uh, Gascoigne. Gazza was there. Oh. Yes. I thought you guys would have got that whole team. Um, one of our... One Black. of our dickhead, yeah, one of our dickhead eleven was there. Uh, no, David Platt came on as a sub for Paul Ince, who started. So Seaman in goal, Neville right back, Pierce left back, um, Paul Ince midfield. Thanks. Tony Tony Adams captain. Gareth Southgate played. Um, Gaza, Shearer, Sheringham, Anderton, old sick note Anderton, and Stevie McManaman. And then oh, for Holland, uh, Van der Sar, Michael Reisinger, Danny Blind, Clarence Sadoff, Ronald De Boer, Dennis Burkamp, Peter Hoekstra, Aaron Vinter, Richard Vichka, Winston Bogard, and Jordi Cruyff. God, God damn it. I had Burkamp and Kuman for Holland, so that would have failed massively. I um, thought, so- uh, yeah, I thought you might have got them all. So that puts me on seven points. Roger's still on nine. I'll be games master next week. And Jeff, you're still losing on six points. So you need to... That was like 25 years ago, that game. (laughs) Fuck off. (laughs) 25 years. (laughs) Roger thinks it's still yesterday. He still lives in 1996. Um, So next week, we'll... Should we go for another 11? We'll come up with another... Team, maybe we'll do a, a nicer person 11 or a... who knows? Well, John, the Premier League might be back next week. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe we should ask Danny Mills. Danny Mills, I think, will be back next week. Well, I do, I do think we should um, just say as well, John, you mentioned about our, our listeners earlier on, but if there is anything that people would like us to talk about or any ideas for 11s, please feel free to, to let us know. Yeah, definitely. Just send us, shoot us an email on, um, shoot us a message on Facebook or shoot us an email. Yeah, because, you know, it is an interesting time for everywhere. And I think we did have a, we did have quite an in-depth discussion about whether we should continue to do the shed without any football. But um, I certainly know that when times are weird, my own routine is something that keeps going and, and doing this is something that I thoroughly enjoy. And I thoroughly enjoy listening to the podcast I listen to every week. So I'm hoping that 
keeping this kind of routine gives whoever listens to this a, the same kind of level of routine and pleasure that we get from doing it. So oh, I think yeah. we'll just keep going. And yeah. I, I think talking to people is incredibly important in this time. So we're going to keep doing it, um, even if it's drivel and people <laughs> people <laughs> listen to awful. it great, but it is important that we talk to each other. And it is also important to listen to podcasts. It's a great way to uh, pass the time when you're trapped. Yes, very much so. I agree with all that. So, um, yeah, thanks for listening, everyone. We will be back next week in some shape or form and maybe with more games or new games or different games. Um, don't forget, if you want to get in contact, uh, suggest some games we want to do or suggest some 11s we want to pick, just um, find us on Facebook or shoot us an email at footballshedpodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Thanks, everybody. Goodbye. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Bye.